takes it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Lots to discuss on today's show. Some more trade rumors out there, and they're only going to get louder as we get closer to the deadline, unless the Islanders really go on a long winning streak, which looks like it's not really going to happen. So more trade rumors. We've got the latest on all of that. We've got our weekly farm report as we discuss all things Bridgeport Islanders. We're also going to preview tonight's game in San Jose and our Islanders birthday of the day. A player who won a Stanley Cup with the Islanders, was an assistant coach and a head coach with the Islanders. Let's see if you can guess who that is. If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to talk about on the show, feel free to email us at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. I'll give you instant insight and analysis. And it's always great to interact with fans during games and really anytime. So feel free to email or or, uh, contact me via Twitter. And uh, let's hear about whatever it is that your thoughts on the New York Islanders. All right. Trade rumors are continuing to hit this team, and I can't say that that is a surprise. And this one's a little different because this one does not involve a player who has an expiring contract this year. It actually is. There is a uh, report in the fourth period that the Minnesota Wild have some interest in acquiring Josh Bailey from the Islanders. Again, obviously, if the price is right. Now, Bales still has this year, the rest of this season, and all of next season left on his contract. His cap hit is $5 million a year. And look, let's face it. uh, Bales, three goals, 22 points in 40 games. That's about a 40 41-point pace over an 82-game season. A little disappointing, and obviously, even for Bales, who never really was a big goal scorer, but he's on pace for about five or six goals over the course of the season. You would want Bailey somewhere around the 12 to 15 mark, at least. So, you're not getting a great season out of Bales, but look, here's the thing. Why 
would Josh Bailey still be someone who interests another team, even though his cap hit for next year would be the five million? And you know, you get to have to prorate that five million for this year as well. Well, look, Bailey is versatile. He could play center in a pinch. He could play left side. He could play right side. You could slot Bales in on any of your top three forward lines. He does have that versatility, and that's one of the reasons that Barry Trotz likes him. And also, in addition to his vision and his passing, Bales is experienced. He has leadership. He's responsible defensively, at least positionally, getting back, back-checking, doing what he needs to do. So there is value there. And while the Islanders often rely on Bales as a top six forward, you put him on Minnesota or you put him on another team that right now is a cup contender and maybe Bales is best suited for second power play unit, third line or, or, or even in a pinch second line. But realistically, less pressure on a guy like Josh Bailey if he's more of a role player and less of a guy they are relying on game in and game out. Why would the Islanders be interested in trading Bailey? He is a major part of this team. Well, here's why. Bales is on the wrong side of 30 right now. His trade value is only going to go down, especially if he continues to struggle. If he has another uh, year similar to this year, next year, you got a real problem. And next year, he's a rental, so you probably would get less in return for him, and he'll be another year older. Uh, He would free up $5 million in cap space. Now, the Islanders already have $15 million in cap space for next year, but if you add this five, you get $20 million in cap space freed up. What have we been talking about that the Islanders need all year? Puck-moving defensemen and a sniper. You can get both of those with $20 million in cap space and maybe have enough room to re-sign a guy like a Cal Clutterbuck or, or you know, some other veteran who you want to keep on this roster. The, the value is only going to go down and th- for Bales. So if you trade him now, you're probably going to get as much as you're going to get for him in a, in a deal. And then here's the other thing. What happens if Josh Bailey is traded at the trade deadline? Well, That means that Oliver Wallstrom and Kiefer Bellows can both be in the lineup every game. And if this season is indeed, you know, playing out the string and just trying to figure out where guys like Bellows and and Wallstrom fit in, you give them more ice time, you give them more opportunities. That's the kind of situation that allows the Islanders to really benefit there see what they have in Bellows and Wallstrom, and then go, you know, catch that that player who really could be a difference maker. You know, you get a 35-goal kind of a guy, a guy who can really put the puck in the net, put him on the first line with Matthew Barzal, and then just sit back and watch the fireworks. I mean, that would be something that would be great to see for the New York Islanders. But again... Uh, not there yet. These are the rumors, and we will continue to bring you all the latest rumors concerning the Islanders and trades and everything else uh, as they come between now and the trade deadline. So uh, make sure you stay with us. We're here every Monday through Friday. We've got more to discuss on today's show. 
Uh, we've got our uh, Islanders birthday of the day. We've got our farm report and a full preview of tonight's game in San Jose against the Sharks. All that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. Football may be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. And if baseball gets started up again, they'll have all of that as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen. For your next listen, check out Locked On Now podcast. The Locked On Now podcast gives you nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Time now for our farm report as we discuss all things Bridgeport Islanders. Three games since we last did our farm report and... Unfortunately, the Islanders only winning one of those three. Last Friday, the Islanders had a a, a good game, 44 shots on goal, the high for their season, but they ended up losing 4-2 to the Hershey Bears. Uh, Andy Andreoff and Felix Bilbo getting the goals in the third period, but by that point, they were already behind 4-0. Parker Wotherspoon with a pair of assists, Jakob Skarek, 24 saves, but disappointing that uh, Bridgeport outshoots their opponent, Hershey, 44-24, to but still can't win. But Sunday afternoon, they get back on the winning track. Ken Appleby, a 30-save shutout as the Bridgeport Islanders blanked the Rangers Farm Club, the Hartford Wolfpack. So that was... Uh, Certainly a rewarding win. First victory for Appleby in the AHL this year and his sixth career shutout. Both goals, Chris Terry, he now has 16 to lead the team. Otto Koivula, two assists. He has 24, the pace Bridgeport. And also Colin Adams and Andy Andreoff with assists in that one. So they split the weekend. And then last night, Wednesday night, uh, a game in Springfield for the Bridgeport Islanders, and they end up losing it 5-3. to three. Very frustrating loss because Bridgeport was up 2-0. Goals by Grant Hutton and Colin Adams. 46 seconds into the second period, it's 2-0 Bridgeport. And then four unanswered goals by Springfield. Bridgeport manages to get a third goal to pull to within one. Paul Thompson scoring that one, but... An empty netter makes it a 5-3 win for Springfield. The frustrating part in this one, Bridgeport giving up 50 shots on goal. Not going to win too many games when your goalie is facing 50 shots. 49 of them actually with the goalie because one was an empty netter. Your goaltender makes uh, you know, 45 saves and ends up with the loss. So that was a frustrating one to say the least. Meanwhile, you look at the 
uh, leadership board right now. Let's start in goal. Jakob Skarek, 12-9 and 4, a 9.09 save percentage at 2.81 goals against average. Corey Schneider has a 5-9 and 2 record, 9.06 save percentage at 3.08 goals against average. But uh, as far as the skaters go, and this does not include last night's game, but Chris Terry, 36 points. He has uh, 16 goals. That leads the team. Otto Koivula has 25 assists and 35 points. Andy Andreoff, 25 points in 38 games. And now, as far as defensemen go, Grant Hutton and Parker Wotherspoon tied with 13 points on the season. Hutton has six goals, seven assists. Wotherspoon, two goals and 11 assists to reach that milestone. Looking at the schedule right now for the week ahead for Bridgeport. Uh, and, and, you know, again, two games this weekend. We have a home game on Saturday, 7 o'clock Eastern time start. The Wilkes Bar, Scranton, Penguins coming to town. And then Sunday, the Charlotte Checkers for a 3 o'clock matinee. So look, Islanders on the West Coast this weekend. You want to see some live hockey? See some of the Islanders prospects playing? Head on up to Bridgeport for one of those two games and uh, enjoy seeing Islanders hockey. Bridgeport Islanders hockey. We do our farm report usually on Wednesday, but we pushed it back to today this week because of the schedule. But uh, always great to catch up. And, and look, the Bridgeport Islanders struggling a little bit, but playing better overall, and that is indeed encouraging. Meanwhile, let's turn our attention to tonight's game, Islanders and the San Jose Sharks. The Sharks, really on a, a, a bad losing streak, lost their last game in a shootout to the Anaheim Ducks, 4-3. to That was on Tuesday but they've lost their last five. I mean, it has been a struggle losing in Tampa at home against Edmonton, at home against Vancouver, at home against Vegas, and then at Anaheim. And, you know, with Eric Carlson out of the lineup, this San Jose team has been struggling. They've been struggling to score goals really all year round. 26th in the league in that category. Goals against their 20th. The power play also struggling. And you would think with some of the talent they have, they would do better than 21st in the league, 18.9% success rate. But their penalty kill is outstanding, so the Islanders' power play will be challenged to try to keep up with San Jose. They're 85.4% uh, successful at killing off penalties. They are fourth in the National Hockey League. Timo Meyer right now, their leading goal scorer with 23. Tomas Hurdle right behind him at 22. Meanwhile, uh, Meyer and Brent Burns tied with 29 assists to lead the team. Meyer is really the guy to watch on the power play. Nine power play goals for him. Logan Couture has two shorthanded goals and is a threat to score when the Islanders have the extra attacker. We'll take a look now at the line combinations for the Sharks. Tomas Hurdle centering the top line with Timo Meyer and Alexander Barabanov on either side of him. Ryan Zingle is on the left, Logan Couture the center, and Rudolph's Balsers on the right on the second line. 
Nick Benino centers the third line, Andrew Cogliano and Matthew Nieto on either side of him, and then Jasper Weatherby is the fourth line pivot with Yona Gajevic and Noah Greger on either side of him. On defense, Jacob Middleton and Brent Burns, the top pairing, Mario Ferraro and Nicholas Malash, the second pair, and then Pickles, Mark Edward Vlasic, and Radim Simek are the third pairing in goal Right now, you have James Reimer and Zachary Sawchenko. A lot of injury problems right now. Aiden Hill, day-to-day, so we'll keep an eye out for his availability. But on IR, Nikolai Kinzov, Kevin LeBanc, and Eric Carlson. And Carlson, really a big loss, both for the power play and just overall for puck moving and for uh, just their overall offense, missing him. Uh, certainly hurting this team. Look, the Islanders are catching the Sharks at an opportune time. They're falling out of the playoff race. They're starting to doubt themselves. They're dealing with some bad injuries. And I'll tell you one thing about tonight's game. Because both of these teams struggle to score goals, scoring first tonight may be even more important for the New York Islanders than it is on any other night, and it's always important. And we talked about we talked a little bit about that on yesterday's show. If the Islanders can get the first goal in this game and get the Sharks to press a little bit, it really could open things up, allow the Islanders to play their style of hockey, and really help solidify things. We saw what it did against Seattle, I think against San Jose, who's struggling right now. It really would be a difference maker for the New York Islanders. And look, whether, we'll also have to check out whether or not uh, Barry Trotz sticks with that new top line of Kyle Palmieri, Zach Parise, and Matthew Barzal. It worked very, very well against Seattle. You get the feeling they'll keep that line together, at least for the start of this game. But It remains to be seen what Barry Trotz has up his sleeve. We've got more to discuss on today's episode. Our Islanders' birthday of the day. Someone who won a Stanley Cup with the Islanders as a player, an assistant coach, later went on to be a head coach for the Islanders. Uh, See if you can guess who that is. He will be our Islanders' birthday of the day coming up in just a moment. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. Yeah, we're... A couple of days late here, but happy 70th birthday. It was uh, Tuesday for former Islanders center, assistant coach, and coach Lorne Henning. Henning, in the Islanders' very first entry draft, Billy Harris was their first pick, second round pick, 17th overall, Lorne Henning. The Melfort, Saskatchewan native made his NHL debut with the Islanders in their very first season. And stayed with the team as a player through the beginning of the 80-81 season. The following year, he was an assistant coach for the Islanders. So he won two Stanley Cups as a player, two Stanley Cups as an assistant under Al Arbor, and then later became an assistant coach for the Islanders again in 89-90 after a stint as the head man in Minnesota with the North Stars, uh, and then became the Islanders' head coach in 1994-95, and again in 2000-2001 as a mid-season replacement. Last coached in the NHL in 03-04 when he was an assistant with the Ducks. As a player, Lorne Henning, more of a two-way center, good checker, 
good passer, uh, 543 career NHL games, never had a 20-goal season. His most productive year, 13 goals and 33 points in 1978-79. 73 career goals, 184 points, but 81 playoff games, 7 goals, 14 points in those. Every team who is successful needs a role player like Lorne Henning to help them uh, win hockey games. We're going to go back and look at one of Lorne Henning's better games with the Islanders. Nassau Coliseum, January 9th, 1979. The L.A. Kings come to town. Ron Graham in goal for the Kings, battling Billy Smith, facing his original NHL team, the Kings, in this one. And it was the Islanders getting on the board first. Only goal of the first period, Bob Bourne. His 16th from Mike Kaziki and Ed Westfall at 13:21. Islanders up 1-0. After 20 minutes in the second period, Brian Trottier doubles the Islanders' lead. His 29th, John Tonelli and Jerry Hart with the assist at 9.49. We're halfway through the game, 2-0 Islanders. But then the Kings get on the board. Tom Williams, Tommy Williams, his sixth from Mark Heaslip. A couple of former Rangers there. 12.26 the time of the goal. Isles lead cut to 2-1. But then the Islanders explode. Burt Marshall, who didn't score a lot of goals, got his first. Bob Lorimer and Clark Gillies with the assist at 17-22. Then, a minute and nine seconds later, Lorne Henning, our Islanders' birthday of the day, his seventh from Ed Westfall and Dennis Potvin. And then, 33 seconds after that, Lorne Henning, his eighth from Bob Bourne. All of a sudden, five to one Islanders after two periods. In the third period, Mike Bossy is 34th from Clark Gillies and Brian Trache as the trio grand line strikes. Time of the goal, 224. And then Mike Kaziki, his eighth of the year from Tonelli and Billy Harris at 1626. Islanders with 42 shots on goal win this one going away. Final score, 7-1 to one for Lorne Henning, our Islanders' birthday of the day. Two goals. Both of them get even strength. He was a plus one, had four shots in this one, but a, a rare two-goal game for Lauren Henning. 29 saves for Billy Smith, but again, uh, Lauren Henning, someone who has done so much for the Islanders organization over the years, and he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. So tonight, Islanders, Sharks, a chance to start this road trip off with two straight wins and hopefully the Islanders can do that. We'll take a look at, at it. I will be live tweeting during the game, so if you're a night owl, please feel free to to make sure we just, you know, follow me on Twitter and we can talk about everything that's happening tonight. Should be a good game and, uh, you know, a game the Islanders could very well win. And uh, let's, let's keep our fingers crossed because some momentum would certainly be a good thing. Thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. We will be back tomorrow. We'll have our key takeaways from the game against San Jose. We'll preview all the weekend's action and we'll have the latest trade rumors, injury updates, and anything else. Uh, concerning your New York Islanders. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, 
Let's go Islanders!